BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. No, I was not in the room um, uh, when, the, when the news was delivered. Um, and these, these things are ultimately, you know, Miss Amy's uh, decisions. Like Miss Amy said in her statement, it's about her long-term vision, you know, of what she wants uh, the organization to be um, and how she wants to move this organization, you know, forward. It's her vision for the, for the organization, not the team. The vision for her organization and how she wants things structured uh, for that. Like I said, Miss Amy's, uh, she's made her statement um, and she's clarified her reasons and we're here to support her. I sure hope Brent Carthon got a bonus check yesterday for running interference for Miss Amy. Isn't it nice to hear from the owner of the team when a weird decision like this is made instead of sending someone else out there to be the one to answer the questions from reporters as to why in the hell you would fire Mike Vrabel and who you think you're going to find who's as good or better than Mike Vrabel to craft the vision for the future of the Tennessee Titans? Look, We kind of saw this coming, but if you've got Mike Vrabel, just like if you've got Kyle Shanahan, if you've got any of the coaches who are doing a great job right now, I don't want to start listing them because then I'll leave someone out and somebody's going to be upset with me or at least more upset than usual. When you have a guy that's getting it done, what the hell are you doing letting him go? And what are you doing not making it work? This is the Jim Harbaugh thing with the 49ers 10 years ago. You, it's on you to make it work when you got a good coach. When you have a guy who's getting it done, who had 91 different players in 2021 and was still the one seed in the yeah. AFC, you find a way to make it work long-term. You've got your long-term guy. You're not going to find a better guy long-term than what you got. You make it work, period. Good morning. Good Hello. morning. Hello. How are, how are you? I'm well. How are how you? Are you? I, listen, I agree with everything you said. I, I think you and I would be, you know, one of the leaders of, of the Mike Vrabel bandwagon as far as head coach material, what he stands for, you know, his game plan, specific game planning, right? I talk about that, you know, doing things outside the box, 
of course, on to all the little details as well, like you would think an ex-New England great player would be on, right? I mean, everything I look at with the Tennessee Titans that's positive or great or anything like that, to me, it's it's all it's all Mike Vrabel. I mean, that's really what it is. There's been issues with that organization, but none of them trace back to Mike Vrabel. So that that to me is the most important thing. He is one of the best coaches in football. There's no doubt about it. Uh, it it's a, a, a sad day to see him go as the Senate Titan co- uh, coach, like you said. It's hey, 2021 number one seed, 2020 right, went to the playoffs that year and won the division. 2019 AFC Championship game and then we could go through a laundry list of names and people to go through look at the draft and everything else here and like Mike Vrabel was not set up for the greatest success with ex-GM John Robinson and some of the blunders he made in free agency and draft so it's kind of incredible but Mike I'll say this okay he got fired yes we know that I think he wanted to be fired. I don't think he wanted to be there. That's where I would start right there. I just, you know, we, we kind of felt this coming and I feel like this is what he wanted. And there's another move to be made here. He's playing chess and uh, we'll see what, what shakes out here in the next few weeks with, with Mike Vrabel. That's why it's hard to feel bad for Mike Vrabel. And I saw something somewhere yesterday suggesting that Vrabel never said he wanted out. Mike Vrabel doesn't have to say things for us to know what he wants. Mike Vrabel is the master of using facial expressions, body language to make his points. As we all learned the night of the first round of the 2022 draft when A.J. Brown was traded. The old crick in the neck. Under Mike Vrabel, the crick in the neck, the... The, I wish there was someone here to restrain wait, me from physically pummeling wait, John Robinson wait, for trading A.J. Brown. We're going to trade A.J. Brown and, wait, draft Traylon Burke, huh? Right? And so there, there's one. I mean, we can go through a big-time list, like you said. But, yeah, sorry. Go go on, Mike. I, I didn't mean to interrupt no, but you, it's, but it's amazing. And it's the, same, it's the same mindset. We got a guy who's getting it done. Let's throw him back for someone else. They did it to A.J. Brown. And they're doing it with Mike Vrabel. And again, there it is. Oh, okay. There it is. <laughs> um, but look, we're going to talk more about the future. But just the basic reality. If you have a guy that you know has deep ties to another organization and you want him to be your coach, you make it work. You understand that there may be another situation out there that he finds tempting you make your spot more tempting. You do what you have to do to keep with, keep him around, to make it work with him. You have a great coach in the building. You have no idea what you're going to get next, and we'll talk about that as well. But this is just the basic question of when do you throw back what you have in search of something better? It applies to players. It applies to coaches. It applies to executives. It applies to everyone that works for you. Whatever your vision is, your ultimate vision should be, should be, and we know it isn't always this. The ultimate vision for most owners is make as much money as we can, but let's not be too obvious about the money-making part of it. The vision should be crafting a winning football operation, a team that can get it done. And if you have a guy who's just kind of frustrated because of the way you're running the business, that's on you. Like if you just get to the point where, you know, the guy comes in here 
cricking his neck and folding his arms together and making faces and making just straight comments. He's kind of a smart ass. He's kind of a pain in the ass. He's kind of a, you know, it's just uncomfortable. Well, good coaches make you uncomfortable. Exactly. Exactly. Good coaches right? make everybody uncomfortable because right? they want everybody to be as committed, as determined, as hardworking, and as laser focused as they are. So it's a you problem, owners, if you can't figure out how to work with a great head coach. Yes, that, that's where, hey, again, don't, if you're an owner or anybody out there looking to hire a coach, don't look for somebody to be your best buddy, right? Best buddy doesn't get it done. Best buddy in the locker room to the players and everybody in the organization typically does not get it done. I mean, we might have a case here or there every now and then. But as you said, I'm a believer in what you said. I don't think on a daily basis, right, when New England was in their prime, things were all that comfortable around Bill Belichick. Even when they would win a big game. We've heard a million stories, right? They'd win a big game, they're 14-0, and you'd come in the building and you'd be like, are we 0-14 or are we 14-0? I'm not even sure with the way we're, our head coach is acting right now, right? I think you go out to San Francisco with Shanahan, right? It's, it's uncomfortable. You go to Baltimore, with John Harbaugh, it's uncomfortable. You, know, you go to Michigan with the guy that just won the national championship or Alabama, who the guy's the greatest coach in the history of football. What is it? It's a little uncomfortable. Yeah, because of what you said. Wants to keep guys on edge. A little fear is good. You might lose your job if you don't do the details. Work hard, everybody. We're in here to win. Vrabel's a curmudgeon, so he sets that attitude the right way, right? But... I will say it's hard to keep a guy and make it all work and be the head coach and do all that if he doesn't want to be there, right? It's like the old franchise quarterback thing. Well, if he doesn't want to be the quarterback of our football team, we don't really want him to lead our team. And I think we might have some of that going on too. My ears really perked up, right? We both knew there was a chance that this could happen. And I don't, and I think a lot of people in the league thought maybe this could happen. My ears perked up big time with some of the player interviews after the game and the day after the game, specifically the Will Levis comment and what he said Levis said back to, or what Vrabel said back to Levis when he's like, oh yeah, I'll I'll get to you guys soon and I'll talk to the team and let you know what's going on. When I heard that, I went, well, something's going on because he would have brought him in right away and go, hey, I'm your head coach and hey, don't you worry about it, blah, blah, blah. And Levis would have gone back and said that to the media. The fact that he said that itself told me that, you know, there was... Um, something stewing in the back of the facility there in the Tennessee Titans. And again, there's a good chance this is exactly what Mike. Right. I think it is. Right. Exactly what he wants. Right. I texted him yesterday. I don't know whether to say condolences or congratulations, but either way, you're going to land on your feet and you're going (laughs) to kick ass. I mean, I don't know what to say to this. And he hasn't said anything yet. He hasn't responded to me. Our relationship goes back to when he started this whole process of us having to buy expensive Baked prizes ham. for people who win the postseason awards. It started with a ham, and it ended with some – it ended with more expensive things than a ham. So, uh, anyway, the, the reality, though, is – and I'm going to paint with a broader brush here. Okay. And we've, we've seen this before. Okay, look, uh, let me use this example. It's the best thing I can think of right now, and I always go with the best thing I can think of. Because I can't think of anything better. So you just got to, if you're here listening or watching, you just got to deal with whatever my impaired brain comes up with. When you want to drive a car, okay, what do you got to do? Before you can ever drive a car or any car, any vehicle with four wheels and a motor, what do you got to do? 
you got to get a license to drive the car. You got to go take a written test, and you got to go back and, and take the driving test. Basic threshold requirements to operating a car. You know, there are no requirements to operating an NFL team. We, we realize that now. There is no test that you have to take. Other than when you're buying the team, the test is, do you have enough money? If you have enough money, that's it. That's the only question on the test. Do you have enough money? Now, once you have enough money and you got all these family members and you want to keep the family in the business or the business in the family, <laughs> close enough. Yeah, close enough. <laughs> You keep the family in the business and the business in the family. But it's true. It's both. And and this is what's funny about it. It's no different than a mom and pop store. It's a multi-billion dollar operation that is a mom and pop store. So dad's getting a little old. Well, all right. Hey, son, son. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know what you're doing out there. I don't, I don't you know, but, but come on. Somebody's got to take over. Dad's getting a little old. Oh, well, son, you're not doing a very good job. Well, who else we got in the family who can run it? Well, mom may have to run it for a while. Well, well mom's getting a little old now. Well, uh, daughter's going to have to run it. I've just described the history of the Lions for the last 60 years, <laughs> frankly. So, and we could, we could talk about 10 different teams. Let's talk about the Tennessee Titans. Bud Adams founded the team in 1960. In the AFL, he employed Bill Groman. He was the guy. He was the guy that hired the guy we talked about last week that set the rookie receiving record that stood for 63 years. And Bud Adams died in 2013. Well, what did he do? You know what he did? He screwed everything up, frankly, in all due respect to the deceased. He has three kids, three family tree branches. Split the team up three ways. Forgot to say which branch of the tree is going to run the team. Fairly important point. Sparked a major change of league policy. You know, Chris, every owner now, every year, must file paperwork with the league that makes it clear who takes over if you die or become incapacitated. There's a name on that sheet, so there's no misunderstanding. This is the person who takes over if you die. Because Bud Adams didn't put in his will who takes over when he dies. So it was it was a thing. And if it was any other team, a bigger team, a higher profile team, we might have known about it. Right. It was always simmering. It was always percolating. There's a problem between the Titans and the league. Because Bud Adams didn't say which of the three branches of his family tree was taking control of the team. And they finally worked it all out. And Amy Adams Strunk took over. Right. One of his three children, now one of his children was deceased, so it would have passed to a grandson. But that's it. Don't have to go take a driver's test. You just got to be in the right place at the right time with the right family member. And now we have somebody that has no objective qualifications to own and operate an NFL team making these kinds of decisions. And it applies to her. It applies to Jim Irsay. It applies to Jed York. It applies to Dean Spanos. That, that's one of the things that I both love and and hate about the NFL. And I guess it's true of pro sports generally. And this is why I've made the argument they should all be corporations. At least you would know the people who were running the business are qualified to do it. Folks, and I'm sorry if this makes people upset, but it's true. These people who are running these teams have no qualifications to do so other than I had enough money to buy it or I married or was related to the right person at the right time. And it just fell to me. As this sport gets bigger and bigger, that's not sustainable, is it? No, no. The good ones understand that they don't. They know they don't know it all, and then they hire people that they trust and go, oh, wait, this guy's got a good feel for it. And the good owners try to learn from those people 
and let those people also just do their thing and do their work, right? You know, I think Jed York found that finally, right? You bring him up. Yeah, well, he found Shanahan, he found Lynch, and he's like, oh, oh, hey, hey, everything's good. Hands off. I'll come around and shake hands every now and then. Boom, right? Bill Belichick, you talk about him. What did he, I mean, not Bill Belichick, excuse me, Bob Kraft. He went, oh, oh, hey, whoa, Bill Parcells. He looks like he knows how to run an organization and get things going in the right direction. Let me get him, and we'll learn from him a little bit. And then, of course, that uh, you know, flowered into Bill Belichick and everything there. So, like, agreed with you, a hundred percent there, right? Uh, let's look, the Ravens. The Ravens. I think we could argue uh, one of the best teams of the century, really. You know, as far as relevance year to year, all of that. Hey, what did the owner do, Bashadi? Hey, uh, Ozzie Newsom forever. You run the show. Just tell me what to do, what you need, blah, 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 John Harbaugh. Boom, right? Finally, Kansas City. Andy, Andy Kansas City with that whole group there. You know, that ownership learned, learned as well. So, yeah, you're, 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 you're spot on with the point, which I also think is adding to our point of why a guy like Mike Vrabel might want the hell out of there in Tennessee, right? It's, it's, it's not being run the right way, and maybe he sees that. Let alone, hey, you never know the other factors as far as teams he wished to coach in the future, you know, what his ultimate goals are, where he likes to live in the country. I think all of those things could play into it. But at the same time, Vrabel and his coaching ability, in my opinion here, has been tarnished more by the Tennessee Titans here as of late because they have not set him up for success. So that's where I would defend him, right? We, we've talked about this a little bit, whether it's the ownership ownership issues and them not being one of the big spenders always. And then you go back to the last GM and John Robinson and how he set up Mike Vrabel, whether it's the A.J. Brown thing, drafting Caleb Farley in the first round out of Virginia Tech. He never plays the right tackle in the first round, right, that they got out of Georgia, never played a down. I believe it was Isaiah Wynn. I want to no, it wasn't Isaiah Wynn. I'm getting the Georgia debt tackles confused. Either way, he never played a down, right? They got rid of Jack Conklin, right, who was an all-pro right tackle and, and tried to replace it that way. So he's been dealt some crappy hands and still made it work. Like you said, with the most injuries in the history of the NFL in one season, it was still the, the one seed. So, uh, I, I, again, we don't know this, but I, I feel like, you know, signs are pointing towards he wanted out of there. He wants to go somewhere else uh, for whatever reason that is and start his new tenure as a head coach. And I would think that's going to be the New England Patriots when it's all said and done. I would think that's what's in play here. That Belichick and company are trying to figure out where the hell Belichick's going to go. All right. He's figuring out his next move. And while doing that, the crafts are talking to Vrabel and back channels and they're going to get, try to make a play for Vrabel to get his staff together and go up and be the new England Patriots head coach. That would be my call, Mike. Isaiah Wilson was the, there we go. Thank you. Georgia 29th overall in 2020. Now I wonder whether and to what extent the sudden availability of Mike Vrabel complicates whatever conversations have been happening between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick. Mm. Bill Belichick made it clear on Monday that you're either going to have to fire me or you're going to have to keep me. I'm just going to go to work. Right. If there's news, let me know. I'm getting ready for next year. I'm going to work. So those are the two options. Very narrow. No mutual parting. He's not going to lock arms with Robert Kraft and, and, give him a big hug and walk off into the sunset with a gold watch and a chicken dinner and all that stuff. And they're not going to trade him. 
They're not. It, it, it's too complicated. It takes too long. And he's not going to go along with it. The coach to be traded has to be willing to go along with that approach. And when Belichick knows, hey, I'm fine staying here. I want to stay here. All I got to do is stay. You want me to go? I'll go. Otherwise, I'll stay. <laughs> I don't care. I'd rather stay. You want me to go? I'll go. Now, Belichick, when he said on Monday, something along the lines of he doesn't need to be fully in control. He made that concession when he was asked about it by reporters. Shireen made a great point yesterday that that may have been more of a message to other teams than to the Patriots. I just wonder how hard Belichick tries now to make it difficult for Kraft to fire him. That I'll do whatever you want. I'll change however you want me to change. And will Kraft say, you know what, it's too late for that. It's like a relationship that's gone bad. And all the stuff that brings it to a head, the person who doesn't want the relationship to end says, well, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this. And the other person says, we should have been doing it all along. And why am I going to take the leap of faith that you're going to do it now? You're just saying what you have to say so it doesn't end. And I feel like having Vrabel hovering over it could make Belichick a little more desperate. I don't, I don't mean that because it's hard to imagine him really caring. <laughs> he just doesn't seem to care. But I just wonder if it just raises the stakes for Belichick to at least make it harder for Kraft to jump out of that airplane. Because... They regard Belichick as a great coach. Sure. Everyone does. Sure. The question is, does the other stuff become too much of a problem? And does Belichick start making the kind of concessions that just makes it harder? Right. But it also could make it easier, Chris, because if you want Vrabel, this is your chance. Well, exactly. Unless he's going to sit out a year. Right. right. This is your chance. He's going to be somewhere else and you're not going to be able to get him unless he can play chess while his next ownership Group is also playing checkers. I, I I mean, I feel like this move for anything would 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 help the departure of Belichick leaving New England in a lot of ways. You know, I do one. I think it like you know maybe shows the hand of the Kraft family to where Belichick could be like, hey, look, you got your thing here. I think the other thing too, you know, to uh, appeal, appease, whatever you want to say to the fan base. They can look and go, hey, we're look at we're, we're, we're Belichick's gone for those who think he should stay, and we know how great he is, but we're replacing him with a guy that's really damn good too. And of course, you know, it's part of the tentacles of Bill Belichick, but it's not exactly Belichick. It's not that, and I think that's what's kind of good too. You're kind of getting Belichick without getting necessarily the Belichick coaching tree. You're going to get some of the attitudes, some of the outside the box thinking. But a totally different personality in the way things are run there. And that, to me, is what the best of both worlds of New England would be looking for anyways. So that's where I'm, I'm interested to, to see where this goes. Uh, but I don't know. It feels like when I talk to people around the NFL, Mike, I know I texted you a little bit yesterday. It feels like Belichick is trying to make moves to go somewhere else. And it feels like most people that I trust in this situation feel like Mike Vrabel and New England Patriots are lining this up. And, of course, we got to wait till everybody does their interview process and does all that. But they're lining this up to make him the next head coach of the New England Patriots. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, 
and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I go back to the 4th of July, woke up that morning, sat down at my desk, opened up my email, and somebody I've known for years said, Mike Vrabel's going to be the next coach of the New England Patriots. And we've been kind of throwing it out there from time to time. And you know what? It might just happen. Now, there was a possibility of a trade of Vrabel to the New England Patriots. Amy Adams Strunk decided not to do that. She did speak yesterday. She didn't do the press conference. She was on radio in Tennessee on the phone or something like that. Here she is talking about whether or not she considered trying to essentially trade Mike Vrabel to New England or elsewhere. Well, yes, there was. But there's a bit of misconception about a coach's contract say, versus a player's contract. A coach's contract, you can't trade them unless they're a willing partner to that trade. So, yes, we thought about it, but at the end of the day, with league rules the way they are, it would have maybe put us back three weeks. And, you know, honestly, to to get the right head coach, I was just not willing to, to go to the back of the line and take a chance of missing out on someone we, we really wanted. Um, okay, I misspoke. It wasn't radio, but you know what it was? You know what that was? That was, that a, was a scenario where you're you're never going to be asked any tough well, questions. Well, no, that's the Titans play-by-play caller right there. Right. That, that's, that's, that is Titans-owned media. This is one of the benefits, folks, of the teams owning their own media. A legend Mike Keith. a delicate, Keith. difficult subject. Yes, when, there's a, when, there's a, uh, when there is a delicate subject, somebody on the payroll is going to be asking you questions because you're not going to get tough questions like you would at a press conference or like you would if you were being interviewed by somebody who is independent of your organization, who doesn't get a check from you on a regular basis. That's no indictment of the specific individual involved here. That's just the reality of the business now. We all need to understand that when an owner submits to an exclusive interview with somebody who works for that owner. That said, I I think, and, and again, I, I heard enough as it was happening when there was this long-standing back and forth between the league and the Titans, and I think the league eventually fined the Titans, and there was talk of the league possibly being sued by the Titans for antitrust, for trying to dictate this idea that there always must be one person and only one person in charge, and it can't be more than one, it can't be a committee, it can't be anything more than I. It's possible they just didn't want to F around and find out with the league. And I think that's one of the reasons why the Patriots have never seriously considered trying to trade Bill Belichick, because 
the reality is you're not going to sit around and wait. You're going to figure out who you want. You're going to work back channels. There's going to be enough digital footprint out there that you're potentially going to get the Stephen Ross treatment. When Stephen Ross tried to line up Sean Payton and Tom Brady, different rules implicated, but maybe not depending upon who you're talking to, to line it up because you know you're going to wait multiple weeks for other teams to do their searches before they call you up and say, what's it going to take to get Mike Vrabel while you're waiting? And if you start doing stuff in the back channels and you're talking to coaches who are under contract with other teams, you're not following league rules and somebody catches wind of it, one and a half million dollar fine, lose a first round draft pick and the owner gets suspended until the middle of October. So I just think both teams, Titans and Patriots, they didn't want to mess around. So, and, and, and that's one of the good things to come from the Stephen Ross punishment, especially because the Patriots have a history of getting on the wrong side of the league for football-related reasons. Right. And the Titans have this history of tense relations with the league over the ownership and the direction and control of the team. So I, I think that in both cases, you know, the problem was it was too obvious, and I think they were concerned there's no way to do this without potentially getting ourselves in trouble. Yeah, I I I I, I hear that, and you know I go back to something that you know you you've kind of said always, and I thought about this really right away, even last week when you know I think there was we were talking a little bit about Belichick being traded, and everything there, and 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 you know Amy Strong talks about it, is that like a franchise quarterback, they don't need a no trade clause, right? If the franchise quarterback, you know, and it's a trade to go down and they're going, hey, franchise quarterback, we're going to trade you to that team. And he goes, I don't want to play for that team. And he tells that team they don't want to, he doesn't want to play for them. They're not going to be like, oh, hey, hey, yeah, we still want you to be the quarterback and lead our franchise, even though we don't want you to be here. The same thing comes into play here, right? Let alone, I think we got two guys here in Belichick and Vrabel that are just not going to let a trade go down anyways. They're just not. They're they're too they're too smart and know how valuable assets of the 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 draft are and and of course where they're going they want to start off in on the right foot and go hey we're doing positive things and to lose a first round pick because you traded to get me that hurts that possibility so I think all those reasons these are two guys that know how to finagle the conversation and talk to somebody to go like. Screw you, you're not trading me. I'm not being traded. You're not I'm not I'm not doing that. And they can make that conversation steer the way they want to for their own benefit because they don't want to be uh they want to be set up for success at their next spot, not right away, you know, behind the eight ball going, Oh man, we don't have a first round pick, we don't have next year's third round pick, and now I gotta figure out how to work this out. That's not what those two guys would do. They'd never let that happen. Just wonder if John Gruden had done that back when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers came calling. Right. The, the Bucs wouldn't have had to give it. up two first-round picks, right. two second-round picks, and $8 million in cash if Gruden just would have said no. Yeah. No. But now, that one happened naturally and organically. No one did. saw it coming. Right. Because the Buccaneers were bouncing around from option to option. Anything. They thought they had Bill Parcells, Bill Parcells that year. Exactly they right. thought they had Bill Parcells. Right. Bill Parcells left them at the altar. They'd already hired Mike Tannenbaum to come down and be the guy who sets the table for Bill Parcells. And it just kind of happened. And they were talking about Marvin Lewis and there was this and there was that. And, and then all of a sudden this thing happens and it 
just so happened. And this was 2001, 2002, before there were hundreds of reporters who were scouring over every nook and cranny of the NFL to try to find out what's going on. Nobody knew that things had gone off the rails between Al Davis and, and John Gruden, Gruden right. and he was happy to move on. Yes. And there's one year left on the contract. Out of there. Right. So, yeah. So, it, I th- you know what? Maybe maybe Gruden would have lasted longer than he did in Tampa Bay if he wouldn't have lost two first-round picks and two second-round picks on the way through the door, Chris. Yeah, no, listen, I, I, I think so, especially with that team, the way it was set up. Of course, he took over a team that was a Super Bowl-caliber team. They just needed a little offense, right? And then you think, yeah. You know, the, a little offense, and then, oh, wait, we can draft some guys here the next few years to kind of replenish the defense that was getting a little older there? Definitely. That was a problem with the franchise when I got there. And no, those The no picks and having to not be able to basically build the team through the draft a little bit and keep having to throw money at one-year Band-Aid veteran type of football players was definitely one of the issues in Tampa when I first got there. But And I think that's, again, there's just no way. Belichick, who we know, I mean, he wants to turn a first-round pick and trade down and make that two second-round picks and then trade down again and make it three second-round picks and three third-round picks. I mean, he knows how valuable these assets are. The teams that are playing chess and football right now understand how important all these picks are right I mean again you know I I know these middle round picks whatever they are they're extremely important to you know your success rounding out your team the depth of your football team you look at the 49ers and Shanahan how they've mastered the process of you know minority hiring and getting people hired everywhere and they're getting those picks too I mean these are things that are extremely valued within the NFL circle so uh, I just that's where to me if I had to bet money and I don't know this that I I think Vrabel got the outcome he wanted. Oh, shucks, I'm fired. Oh, shucks, sorry. Oh, man, I got to go find a job, wink, wink, that I already know I got. Oh, okay, shucks, I got fired. That's what it feels like. Now, remember when John Robinson got fired during the 2022 season? I thought that this meant Vrabel was taken over. Yeah. That Vrabel... Had one, and then when they hired Rand Carthon to right. be the GM, and this wasn't a guy that was connected to Vrabel, it's like, okay, maybe not. And Rand Carthon, who did the press conference where you're going to get questions from people who aren't on the payroll, so they may not be as friendly and as and as you know not pointed. Carthon addressed yesterday rumors that he and Vrabel weren't getting along. Here's what Carthon had to say. You know, I know there's been a lot of speculation over the last, you know, two, three months or whatever it's been about the nature of Mike and I's relationship. I will say that Mike and I, we've never had any issue versus whether it's personal or professional. Uh, We worked well together um, and had a good relationship. Uh, We were in lockstep. uh, So I want to finally come out and, you know, dispel that. And, uh, you know, I wish Vrabes, you know, nothing but the best. Uh, Consider him a friend. And I feel like we'll be that way moving forward. Look, he's handling it the only way he can. And now he moves forward as the GM. And he has to wonder at what point the ownership group decides that he's not part of the future. And that's the way it is when you take these jobs. You know, we try to be sensitive to the fact that it affects families, it affects lives. But you're talking about the highest levels of the sport. And everyone who takes those jobs know, borrow time. Unless you start pursuing not championships, but contending on a regular basis. And the Titans were. They had two rough years. 
It wasn't Vrabel. And I think we've kind of reached the consensus. He wanted out. He got what he wanted. And anything other than the Patriots is an upset. I see we have a pop-up draft in here. The old pop-up draft. Mike Vrabel. Landing spots. I mean, it's going to be Patriots, 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 Patriots. Is there another scenario that you could envision well, I other can, than the Patriots no. for Mike Vrabel? No. I can think of one. Well, I like, can think of one. I think there's ones out there where I'd go, like, I want to, you know, I want to swear and go, you're effing crazy if you don't try to talk to Mike Vrabel right now. I mean, again, I, the, the Los Angeles Chargers, I just look at it and go, wait, you, this is the guy that's like perfect for you. Wait, do we really want to get a first-time head coach again? Because that's kind of been a disaster for you. Oh, wait, this guy's not a first-time head coach. And wait, you're an organization that, you know, has a reputation around the league of, I don't know, not always being on the same page, doing things the right way, the injuries, all of that, blah, blah, blah. Mike Vrabel's a guy that I look at like if I'm the Chargers, I'm I'm calling down and going like, what 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 do you want? How how much money? What what do you need? I'll you can you come here, save us in L.A. Make us tough, right? Make us a force in the AFC West. That would be team one team right away. I would go. He is exactly what they should be looking for out there with the Los Angeles Chargers. And again, that's another team that just kind of has that whiff of dysfunction when you start scratching. That's the what surface. I mean. And right. I think Vrabel. Vrabel's going to have to be. If if the Patriots, if it doesn't come to fruition, yeah. Let's let's just say they decide. Right. We're going to give Belichick another year, and we're going to pass on this opportunity to go get Mike Vrabel. And, you know, I the one hesitation I have about all of this, right. before I tell you the team I'm thinking of, okay. the hesitation I have is Vrabel and Belichick are tight. Somebody explained to me, after a Patriots-Titans game at one point, like the bus was held up, the Titans yeah. bus was held up right. for a long time because Vrabel and Belichick were hanging out talking. Yeah. So do you take over the job at the place where they just fired your good friend, your former head coach, your mentor in many ways. Do you feel comfortable? Now, maybe Belichick calls him up, says, hey, man, job's a job. Take yeah, it. Yeah. Take it. That's, I don't care. Yeah. Take it. Right. It's the way it works. I got fired. You get hired. I'd rather it be you than somebody else. You know, this isn't the same thing as, like, you know, your best friend's girlfriend is somebody that you've had your eye on and the girlfriend breaks up with your best friend and then you swoop right in the hell with your best friend. Right. It's not quite the same. No, it's not. But there is a little bit of that. And, you know, I was I trying you. to spitball with you yesterday, this kooky idea of Vrabel going and being the defensive coordinator and he and Belichick teaming up for a year or two and then Vrabel graduating into the job after that but i you and i and i think you're right it's I, that's beneath frabel at this point being a defensive coordinator no he's proven he's a head coach right. he shouldn't accept anything less than that even if it means not going to new england yeah he's going to look at that and go well i mean i kind of think right now i'm a better head coach than bill belichick right now you know i mean I, you know if i was like frabel that's where my mind would be at uh, you know i mean uh, hey look you know i I've, I've been to the playoffs and been pretty damn good here the last few years and kind of outshined Belichick in a lot of ways. So I, I just don't see that happening, right? Let alone, like, if I'm Belichick, I'm going, wait, we, we, we're pretty good on defense here. What do you, what do you want me to do? Like, we're, we got, we're, we're, I'm going to kind of kick my son over to the side and Jared Mayo, Gerard Mayo, excuse me, and be like, ah, hey, you guys are good, but Vrabel's coming in to take over. I just don't see that happening. Now, to your other thing. Hey, maybe it makes Vrabel offensive coordinator. <laughs> well, maybe. May that, uh, yeah, I got you. But, like, the, the, uh, I, I don't think Vrabel, 
would do this in a disrespectful way or in a way that he would think would disrespect Bill Belichick in any way. I don't. And I think that like what you said, business is business. I could certainly see them having that conversation and Belichick, you know, Hey, I got to move on for my own reasons and whatever. And in a lot of ways too, like, you know, thinking about this, this might be one where, Hey, he feels almost like a proud Papa here. Like, yeah. Hey, Mike Vrabel taking over. This is one of my guys. Like, you know, okay, this is the this is a proper guy to to take over the organization for me. I could see him having those those type of feelings there. It it all fits and works for both sides. Let alone, I feel like Vrabel. You know, hey, he's he's an Ohio guy, right? Went to Ohio State. He's a northeastern north, you know, northern football. F you, I'm in your face type of guy. Anyways, I think that's his attitude. I think that's where he wants to live. You know, I just feel like a lot of things point in the direction of him going to New England and and taking that over. Now, before I tell you the other team I'm thinking of, I'm thinking about the timelines here. Mm -hmm. Like, they better rip the Band-Aid off here pretty soon because they have to do their search, too. And if it seems inevitable that Mike Vrabel is going to be the next head coach of the New England Patriots, not that... I mean, this isn't going to be a Sherm Lewis situation. Remember when Sherm yeah. Lewis refused to interview for the Lions job and Matt Millen ended up being fined $500,000 because when he fired, who did he fire? He fired somebody late and everybody knew he was going to hire Steve Mariucci. And and I I think that we won't be in a situation where the Patriots will be unable to comply with the Rooney rule, but you still don't want it to look like it's already done. You'll want to do your search for the good of the game. I think out of respect for the rules that are currently in place, right. it can't seem inevitable that you're going to take the baton out of Bill Belichick's hands and give it to Mike Vrabel. So they need to start moving. Yeah. I mean, that's my point. Yeah. You can't let this linger. And Vrabel's going to have to take interviews elsewhere too. Right. To just kind of create this impression that it's not an inside job, that it's not all packaged and wrapped up, that you don't get some sort of an allegation on the back end that by the Titans who may be experiencing some remorse at some point once the dust settles, if it all works too conveniently and if everybody seems too happy about what's happened, nothing stops Amy Adams Strunk from picking up the phone and filing tampering charges against the Patriots. You know, with the benefit of some time. Let's say they end up hiring a coach where she's like, man, you know, maybe we shouldn't have fired him after all. Maybe we got played here. I mean, so it's going to be incumbent on the Patriots and Vrabel and Belichick moving forward to do this the right way so you don't have what we would welcome i mean i'm not saying i welcome the chaos but sometimes i do because it makes it it makes for good business here but you don't want amy adams strunk rolling out of bed one morning saying we got screwed and we're going to do something about it yeah i i hear you there and uh, i don't think you know the patriots don't want to be an organization that looks like they're doing things the wrong way like you said they've had enough of that kind of controversy as is i think they'll want to do right by the league here but it's also, you know, this is this is where, to me, at times, the rule is weird, right? I, I love the rule, and I understand we need it. But, you know, every now and then you go, well, this one, like, I mean, this guy's a damn good head coach. He used to play for them. There's a relationship. 
sometimes you just wish like, do we have to follow all these rules? Sometimes it just makes sense. And like, we got to just do this. Like, it's not that crazy or wrong or mean, or we're screwing somebody else over. But yes, I think you got to go through the due process. So you don't have to hear from the league and everybody else. Certainly. Uh, but yeah, they got to get moving. Definitely. There, there's no doubt about that. Uh, because if you are New England and, and you are, you know, hoping to get Mike Vrabel, yeah, you want to expedite this process as compared to some, where some of the other teams are right now. Uh, the Chargers, who could start it going, you don't want somebody to swoop in and make him some kind of crazy offer where he goes, well, damn, you know, I wanted to coach New England, but I didn't know they were going to offer me this and, you know, this type of package. And wow, okay, wait, I, I can see this, you know, light at the end of the tunnel with this team. Maybe I won't go to New England. That would be another reason I'd want to hasten the, the whole process up. Remember that T's silent. We've been there and done that. I know, I know, I know. What, what, so can you tell me your damn team you're thinking of? I mean, you teased it like nine well, minutes ago, and you still I'm, haven't said I'm, it. I'm, I'm thinking, are you I'm gonna now s- thinking of two. Are you going to set I'm it up forever? Two. Are you ever going to spit this damn thing out? Let's yeah, go. Maybe, Get to it. Maybe. Well, <laughs> I'm not going to reject other viable storylines. You know, they budgeted this until 7.50, and we got nine more minutes, so let's milk this cow, baby. Um, okay, okay. On Sunday... Shefty was floating the idea of Mike Tomlin finishing his current contract with the Steelers and taking a year off. Yeah. I would only assume someone told him that without saying anything more that would get me in trouble. I can only assume someone told him that. Um, And then Glazer was putting out the idea, and this meshes with what we said a few weeks ago. Steelers clearly aren't firing Mike Tomlin. If it ends, it's going to be because Tomlin has decided he had enough. And what I said before the Steelers-Bengals game on December 23rd, there's been no indication that Tomlin's upset, that Tomlin is looking elsewhere, that Tomlin is, you know, doing the crick in the neck or any of the things that would make the Steelers believe he wants out. And that was before they won three in a row to finish the season. So if at the lowest of the low point when they lost three in a row to the two-win Cardinals and the two-win Patriots and then lost in ugly fashion to the Colts. If he wasn't giving off that vibe then, pretty good chance he's not giving out that vibe now as they're getting ready for a playoff game. But if Mike Tomlin would decide he wants to leave the Steelers, who drafted Mike Vrabel? Wasn't the Patriots. Yeah. It was the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right. He's part of the family there too. Yeah. So if they're looking unexpectedly for a new coach, and Vrabel wants to go somewhere where he'd finish his career, that's one thing I'm certain of. If Vrabel at age 48 would become head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, he would coach that team until he retires or dies because they ain't going to fire him. And in some respects, if you're Vrabel, that's even better than going to the Patriots. Now, he had his greatest success with the Patriots as a player, but you're talking about Ohio – Right. Pittsburgh's a hell of a lot closer to Ohio. Yeah, right. Pittsburgh's right over the river. Yeah. From Ohio. Not quite. Close enough. But we got it. But close you know, you know who we mean. <laughs> but if that comes if that job comes open. Yeah. So maybe if you're variable, you want to lay low and you just want to let these things play out because yeah, New England tractor beam, uh, but if Mike Tomlin doesn't stick around Pittsburgh, I may want to go there instead, Chris. Right, listen, he certainly would fit the mold of what Right, I mean, he'd he'd be Bill Cowher-ish as the head coach for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Would make a lot of sense. Has the attitude, the demeanor, right, of that area. He's going to relate to those people. 
I mean, it would make a lot of sense. I'm with you, you know. And of course, the other team that I think about, right, right on top of Pittsburgh, where I'm, I'm with you there. I haven't really thought about that, but if the Tomlin situation arises, you're right. I'd be looking at him. And the other one, just the obvious one, is Washington. Certainly, Washington again, another team that I'd look at. He just, hey, this you want to get things going in the right direction and get the the organization all pointed in one way, no nonsense, no BS, right? Which I'm already starting to wonder there in Washington already. We're hiring basketball GMs to tell us about football players. I, that's too many. Cooks. I, well, well, too why many cooks. is football the only sport? Why did, I've never seen a basketball team hire a football person to run it. I, what, why is football the only sport that has idiots that hire people from other sports or other jobs to go, hey, come here. I know you don't know crap about it, but try to do this. I just that. So sorry to rant about that, but that would be another no, place no. that would make sense. Well, Shereen and I talked about this yesterday. Okay, and when you and I talked about Bob Myers, the longtime Golden State Warriors executive being retained by the commanders, that was the only name that got leaked to NFL media at the time. Rick Spielman's involved, too. That wasn't leaked in this big splash, oh, Bob Myers. Well, I'd rather have Rick Spielman than Bob Myers tell me how to run a football team. Definitely. And when Josh Harris met with reporters on Monday, he said he's going to work with his limited partners as well, Magic Johnson and Mitchell Rails, and there's another one I'm not – remembering the name of their owners typically don't give limited partners any say whatsoever. It's one of the benefits. Josh, you better, you better get comfortable in this new suit you're wearing. You're the man you make the decisions. So it just feels like there's too many cooks in the kitchen and that would be a potential turnoff for me as a head coaching candidate. And they better convince I hear that. Me you're right. That I'm not going to constantly be having to kiss this ass and this ass and you're this right. ass and worry about you're this You're exactly right. Mike Rabel's going to want nothing to do with that. Team. I cancel that out. You made all the right points. You're right. Washington, it makes sense for them to want Vrabel. Vrabel would never want any of that. You're exactly right. He's going to go, what? There's way too many things going on there. My head wants to explode. I just came here to coach football, right? No way. You're right. 100%. I'm with you. I got one other team yeah. that I wasn't thinking of. Right. And you know, Vrabel played for three teams. You know that, don't you? Yeah. Um, who am I missing? The the last team he played for. Um, who is it? Who's the, who he got he go- traded. He got traded. Got yeah. traded with Matt Castle. Damn, he went to Kansas City. Got traded with Matt right. Castle. Right. Right. Yep. 30 games with the Chiefs. Rumors out there about Andy Reid might be coming to, coming to done. Right. Yeah, I, I wrote this on Sunday as one of those, hey, this is just my idea. But we've talked in the past about how some of the stories that are just my idea really are my idea and some aren't. Yeah. Look, Glazer threw out some kind of vague notion that maybe Andy Reid would retire after Super Bowl 57. Reid said after the game, he told Peter King he's not. But... It would be foolish to not regard him as being squarely within one year at a time territory. Right. We don't know what he thinks. We don't know what the Chiefs think. We don't know whether or not the Chiefs are out there eyeballing potential replacements for Andy Reid as soon as after this season ends. We don't know whether or not they're already doing their homework and already maybe talking to people off the grid about who could replace Andy Reid. That would be prudent. If you think there's a chance Andy Reid's not going to be there next year, it would be prudent to have started last year. Yeah. Laying the foundation right. for who you may want. So now all of a sudden, a guy you know, a guy who played for you, a guy who was beating you by 10 points in the first half of the 2019 AFC Championship game in your own building is suddenly available. 
I hear you there. I hear you that. I hey, do. Mike. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Listen, uh, that might be one of the... How many levels down do we go hey. before Mike Vrabel and Clark Hunter having some sort of a conversation? That might, um, you know, New England, yeah, that might be the other spot that, you know, Vrabel would be willing to go, wait, I want out of here, you know, I don't want to be here, fire me, blah, blah, blah. That certainly, that organization, some of the pieces they have, and especially the quarterback... Yeah, I, I hear you there, Mike. If if there Listen, is an inkling you, of you, Reed being you know being out of there, that, that certainly would be on his radar. Of all the teams out there, only one of them has Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> so, I mean, sorry, Bob Kraft. Thanks for the red jacket. Oh, by the way, red. <laughs> hmm. You give me <laughs> right. an idea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um. I, if I mean. I, look, if I had to choose between the three and I want to win and I want to pursue championships, hell yes, I want the Chiefs job. Hell yes, I want the 28-year-old Hall of Fame quarterback who just needs to have a team around him. You've talked repeatedly in recent weeks, and accurately so, about the value of having a team around the quarterback. But if you have a legendary quarterback, it's a lot easier to put the team around him. Exactly right. A lot easier right. to win when you get the team around him. Exactly think, right. Think about, just, just put Patrick Mahomes in Tennessee the last six years. Just put him there instead of Kansas City and think of what the Titans would have become with Vrabel as the head coach. Yeah. And no. Mahomes as the quarterback. I, so, I, I hear you. It, I, I scrapped our pop-up draft. We ultimately came up with three teams. We did. We easily did. And uh, listen, uh, the Chiefs, I, I mean, if Andy Reid steps away, right, you, I mean, we know the quarterback. And really, other things are there, too. I mean, let's not forget, they won the Super Bowl last year. They're the youngest team in football. Their defense, you don't have to worry about a whole lot. The defense is top-notch. We know that. The O-line, okay, the tackle play, maybe you need to help that out there. The biggest thing would be, oh, the team's set up, other than we just need some receivers, right? I, that would be the biggest thing. And you'd go, man, everybody else, it's, it's kind of like, it, this fits my mold. I'm Mike Vrabel. They got a lot of big physical guys on defense, okay? So I, I hear you there, Mike. I'm going to be very, very interested to see where this goes. I would think Mike Vrabel, as far as teams that are looking for somebody that's been there, done that, right, and wanting to hire something, somebody for a sustained period of time to take your team in the future, Mike Vrabel, without a doubt, would be candidate number one, the bright, shiny object of coaches this year that I would want to get. He certainly would be. And I, th I think what he's going to do is sit back, get himself a ham, Right. And uh, just chill and wait and watch and see how it plays and wait for his phone to ring because his phone will be ringing and it won't just be the Boston area code. And it might just be Kansas City area code by the time it's all said and done. And I would want to wait and see what happens with Andy Reid and the Chiefs. And I'm not saying Andy Reid's retiring after this season. I'm not saying that that I know anything about that, but. But it would be foolish to think that a guy who's going to be 66 in March, he's been doing it a long time, he's a big guy, you got to stand out there for three hours at a time, you get to a point where it's just physically it's too much. And what, what more do I need to do? I already have my walk into the Hall of Fame credentials. If you're the Chiefs, you have to at least be thinking about it. And if Mike Vrabel's all of a sudden available and you don't know what Andy Reid's going to do when the season's over and you're Mike Vrabel – you at least want to let the next couple of weeks play out and talk to anybody who wants to talk and wait for the right moment to swoop in. And it might not be the Patriots after all. We've talked ourselves 
I think, at least to wondering how this is all going to play out. All right, let's take a break. When we return elsewhere in the AFC West, what is the future of Russell Wilson with the Denver Broncos? Is it really done, or are they just saying it isn't done until it is done? More PFT Live right after this. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. <laughs> 